This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Now, if you have a pet, we all know that you want the best for your pet. And when it comes to people and their dogs, people will spend any amount of money to make sure they have the best dog food, the best dog care, you name it. Which was why... Over the last few years, you've seen this proliferation of dog or dog food that is grain-free, right? You probably feed your dog grain-free dog food. It's probably important to you. You go look for that on the label. And now there are some new concerns about that. And believe me, this horrified nobody more than the person we have with us right now to talk more about this, which is our Simi Sarah Show contributor, Claire Allen. Hi, Claire. Hey, Simi. So this is scary. Yes, and you're right. <laughs> I was very freaked out because as CKNW listeners know, I love dogs maybe more than life itself. I just love dogs so much. More, certainly more than any people. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and that is true. So when this, tell me what happened. What did you hear about? So over the weekend, I was just doing some reading and the New York Times came out with an article talking about this FDA report. And the report from the FDA found a link between popular grain-free dog foods and canine dilated cardiomyopathy. So the FDA is currently investigating more than 500 reports that appear to link these foods that are marketed as grain-free to this heart problem that some dogs develop. So what is this problem? Right. So dilated cardiomyopathy is a type of canine heart disease that affects the heart muscles. So simply it's... um, if, if your dog is suffering from canine dilated myopathy, it's a de- the heart has a decreased ability to pump blood, which often results in congestive heart failure. And if your dog develops DCM, which dilated cardi- uh, canine dilated cardiomyopathy, oh, such a mouthful, yes. um, it can be fatal unless it's caught quite early. So if it's caught early, you can, it can be treated with medication. But when I spoke to a cardiologist, they said sometimes there aren't any signs and owners will catch it quite late and then there's nothing that can be done. So for a lot of pet owners, this is very scary. And You talked to a dog cardiologist? Yes, I did. <laughs> So, How many dog cardiologists, I'm interested, are out there? Well, I actually know for myself because my dog does have a heart problem. And so she has had to see a dog cardiologist and it is an expensive appointment. <laughs> but uh, I will bet. Yes. Right. So when I read about this, I actually got a lot of text messages from other people that have dogs saying, did you read the story? Oh my God, I have grain-free pet food. And the problem is that grain-free pet food is actually very popular out there. Yeah. It's you may not even know that you're feeding your dog grain-free pet food. Like that may not be sort of an issue that you're that you think your dog has, but you probably have ended up with a pet food brand that is grain-free, just because it's very popular. Just in the last couple of days, uh, knowing that we were going to be doing this and talking about it, I've look. I've been paying extra close attention to the ads on TV. Every dog food ad that I have seen advertises itself as grain-free. Yeah, definitely. So I was one of those dog owners that frantically ran to check their dog's food. And I really wanted to learn more about this study. What was going on? You know, am I harming my dog by feeding them this very popular diet? I was really concerned because the, the dog food that I feed my dogs, which, yeah. have, which one has a heart problem, is, grain, is a grain-free dog food. So to learn more, I spoke with Dr. Anna Gelzer. She's a veterinarian cardiologist... There you go. And and an associate professor at the University of uh, Pennsylvania School of Veterinary Medicine. And I asked her about what this report from the FDA found. They have been collecting information. Um, They have been contacted really by cardiologists such as me who have noticed an uptick of cardiomyopathies, of dilated cardiomyopathy 
in dogs where we typically wouldn't see this condition. Dilated cardiomyopathy can occur um, as a maybe genetically inherited um, heart disease in some breeds. It typically is a giant breed or large breed dog such as um, Doberman Pinschers and Great Danes, um, that sort of size dog breed. But we uh, would find that it was uh, sometimes smaller um, breed dogs who typically never had dilated cardiomyopathy or golden retrievers who were never um, a population at risk for this. And so um, in, in taking a, a diet history, some association was noted that there were um, frequently on a, a different type of dog diet that was grain-free. That sounds like it could be any type of dog, the way she described it. Right. So when I was chatting with her about this, she said, um, like she said in that clip, that there are certain breeds where uh, a canine canine dilated cardiomyopathy is sort of just a genetic trait that the dog may inherit. Uh, But what the problem is, is that with this study, what the FDA looked at were dogs where they should not develop this at all, and they were developing it. And the one thing that tied them all together was this grain-free diet. So the FDA actually named 16 brands of dog food linked to cardiomyopathy. I'm just going to go through them because I know for some pet owners, that's what they want to know is, am I feeding my dog these brands of food? So you have Acana, Zignature, Taste of the Wild, For Health, Earth, Earthborn Holistic, Blue Buffalo, Nature's Domain, From Merrick, California Natural, Natural Balance, Origin, Nature's Variety, Variety Nutrisource, Nutro, and Rachel Ray Nutrish. Um, so those are very popular brands, yeah. I mean, like very popular. So popular that our producer, Alan Reagan, when he saw this list, got so upset because his dog food that he feeds his dog is at the top of the list. Definitely. And so um, these are not just like a, a weird boutique brands. These no, are mainstream. readily available yeah. mainstream brands. So what wasn't clear in the FDA's report was how the grain-free diet contributed to cardiomyopathy. And that's what I couldn't understand. So I asked Dr. Gelzer if she could explain that link. But even she said that it wasn't entirely clear yet. But the, why the, the grain-free diets are, are causing a cardiomyopathy, it's, so far we've only detected the association, not the cause and the effects. So that's really not out there yet. There are, there are theories as to maybe with too many legumes in the GI tract, there is an interference with absorption of the essential nutrients, but that's really not uh, proven. So there's nothing... Um, in the report, because that's that wasn't the objective, of course, either of the FDA. But I think that this should be the incentive now to try to really better understand what's the, the mechanism. So, Claire, people who are here, are listening to this and are thinking, "Well, wait a minute, this could be my dog food." Like, what are they supposed to do? Yeah, exactly. Even if you're listening and you think this is my dog food, like, yeah. what should I do? So, it's important to stress that the FDA has not suggested that owners change their dog's diet. But if you're like me, you're obviously quite freaked out that yeah. you're, you could be contributing to your pet's illness. So here's what Dr. Gelzer told me that we should do if we're concerned. I know owners feel terrible, and all I can say is that you, know, you didn't know about it, but now that we know about it, my recommendation is change the dog food. There's no downside to being on a normal dog diet. And you know your veterinarian probably has prescription diets, but it doesn't have to be a prescription. It can be a standard senior or, you know, whatever age your dog is in, diet that's not a grain-free diet, that doesn't contain in the first top three to five ingredients legumes or tapioca or chickpeas, you know, sort of, but, but that has, you know, chicken or beef or whatever. I switched to diet, and if your dog doesn't have 
if the dog has no signs and you just want to follow the the finding of this FDA report, then just feed the regular diet and hope for the best. What's what's hard to understand is that some dogs get better when we switch to diet, but but not all of them get better. Okay, mm, that's, that's pretty sad. That is pretty sad yeah. there then too, because I think automatically people would think, oh, I'm just going to switch the food. And everything will be fine, but yeah, the damage I mean, may have already been done. A heart problem, it's not something that can be easily reversed with just a change of diet, I guess, at this if it's so far along, right? Right. So Dr. Gelser is a cardiologist, but I thought I needed to hear another side uh, from uh, of the argument. I wanted to speak with a nutritionist of a major pet food brand. So Dr. Jennifer Adolph, is, she's been on the show before, and yeah. she is a nutrition manager for Pet Curian, which is a Canadian-based uh, pet food company. And I asked her what Pet Curian's reaction to the FDA report is. A couple of things in the report uh, did stand out to me. Um, things that they noted were that it's important that the FDA doesn't yet know whether or how certain diets may be associated with DCM in some dogs. And they, it's really just their, it's their obligation as a public health agency to um, notify the public about these types of situations and that they are doing the work needed to investigate further. Um, and so really the, the FDA is being transparent in, in the reporting that they've received. Um, and so they really haven't been able to establish a, a cause and effect relationship between the diets and the development of DCM and um, more scientific study needs to be done. Okay, granted, right? This mm-hmm. is the first report on this, so we do need more information. Yes, definitely. So Yes, you're right. We do need more information. But if you are a, a dog cat owner, because this also this report does include cats as well, but most of the study was done on dogs. If you're a concerned uh, pet owner, you want to know about what yeah. what's going to happen with these grain free uh, foods. So Pet Curian, which uh, Dr. Adolf works for just like many other brands, offers a ton of grain-free options. And I will say, full disclosure, my dogs eat pet curian. So I really wanted to know for myself. Yes. Um, so I was just wondering if now that this news is out and there's a lot of talk about this online and sort of a lot of concern, if pet curian plans to change their formulas. So pet curian doesn't believe in a one-for-all philosophy. And we do offer both grain-free and grain-inclusive diets. Um, As you know, grain-free diets have been very popular over the last couple of decades, and one factor driving this is that many dogs do very well on these diets. So because the the FDA has not established uh, a clear cause and effect of of the the grain-free diets with dilated cardiomyopathy and the number of case reports, um, even with all of the publicity that this has received over the last year, the number of reports is still, you know, fairly small. Although I know um, in the in uh, the minds of pet parents, one one case is, is one too many, um, of course. But um, we we do um, think that first and foremost, we must meet the nutrient requirements of the pet, um, and then. 
But next, we also believe in offering uh, a wide variety of different ingredients in our recipes because not all dogs do well on the same diet. And so our team will absolutely continue to follow this investigation very closely. But at this time, there is insufficient evidence to suggest that cause and effect relationship between grain-free foods and DCM in dogs. Um, So we will continue to offer a wide variety of diets, both with and without grains. I'm already getting emails from people here as well, Claire, about what should they do? Should we add grains to the pet food bowl or like what Mm -hmm. should we do? Well, it's yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. And that's what I think a lot of people are trying to figure out. And like the FDA said, you know, don't change the diet or whatever, because there still needs to be more, more research needs to be done in order to determine what the link is. Um, when I asked um, the pet curian nutritionist and the cardiologist about what should be done, they said to consult your vet if you're planning to change uh, your dog's diet. Uh, so that's something you could do. You could talk to your vet about the concerns that you have, especially if you have maybe a dog that you're, you think is a candidate for developing the cardiomyopathy. I would just say talk to a vet, talk about what your concerns are, talk about the ingredients that you would like to see your dog eating, and they can make the recommendation for you. Right. Uh, so that would be the best thing to do. Also, if your pet is showing any symptoms of a heart condition, which includes decreased energy, cough, or difficulty breathing, you should contact your vet as soon as possible because like we said earlier in the segment, it's best to catch these right. problems early on. Claire, thank you for this. Thanks, Amy. Man, was that ever illuminating? I know there's a lot of people out there with dogs right now that are going, wait a minute, my dog food? Yes, do a little investigation on that. Ask your vet for more information.